Ducks fans, are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Richard, and we have a great show for you this week. And before we get started, I want you to know that Randy Carlisle is still the coach of the Anaheim Ducks. Yes, that is correct. He is still the coach of the Anaheim Ducks. So before you get upset and throw some shit or yell at us, he is still the coach. But anyways, the Ducks went uh, 1-1-1 this last week. We're going to talk about the games. We're going to talk about Fowler's injury. We're going to talk about what's going on in the league and all kinds of stuff. Plenty of fan questions to get to as well. So, Eddie, the Ducks did go, like I said, 1-1-1 one, one, and one this week. Uh, what's your initial reaction? You know, uh, everybody blew up, of course, uh, when the Ducks lost to Vegas. But what's your thoughts just before we go into the games? We got some points. I mean, that was good. We, we beat Nashville, which was awesome. I, I was a little unhappy that the Ducks – you know, their promotion team didn't have the free parking night. <laughs> that, that was kind of a, a, a bite in my ass to me. And also, I was surprised that, you know, Kessler and Johansson didn't go at it. Uh, I was expecting that. I was looking forward to seeing that. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Um, I mean, getting three points in two games this week, I think that was pretty good. And I'm not going to count that that Wednesday game because if you even call that a game, Ducks weren't even there. I don't know where they were. I mean, they showed up for, what, 20 minutes, and then all of a sudden they, they went to the bar and got blacked out. I mean, I mean it's Vegas, so it's cool for them, but it sucks for us that we had to witness that game. Yeah, the Ducks uh, went into this week, and we talked about it on the last show. Uh, as far as Nashville, we said, hey, they're going to play the Predators. It's going to be a big game. You know, it's important. And the Ducks showed up for it. I mean, they actually played really well in this game. Uh, the shots weren't. You know, too much of a disparity. Uh, the Predators had 35. The Ducks had 30. The Ducks won the faceoffs, And the Ducks ended up pulling this game out. You know, they ended up, uh, you know, they, ha- they had to go, uh, you know, into extra uh, overtime and a shootout as well. But, you know, they pulled it out. Getzoff scored a goal. It looked like uh, the Ducks, you know, were going to carry that, you know, one nothing lead into the third period. Then, of course, Nashville got one. And they ended up going into overtime and then a shootout. And the Ducks pulled it out, Aberg and Raquel getting the uh, the two goals there. And the Ducks won in a hard-fought game, a game that, you know, we were kind of curious to see how they would show up against Nashville, who, you know, the best team in the league. And Gibson uh, was in net against uh, Rene. And the Ducks pulled us out. You know, uh, I thought they played a really good game. Uh, I thought that uh, some of the penalties that were called against the Ducks were kind <clears> of <throat> bullshit. But, uh, you know, that, that's the way it is. The Ducks were uh, called for seven penalties in this game, including one in overtime, which, you know, I, I don't know. This team always gets called for more penalties. They uh, lead the league uh, in the disparity of uh, penalties for and penalties against. But the Ducks were able to pull this one out. And, they, and, you know, after that game against Minnesota, they got blown out last Friday when I was there. Holy smokes. Um, and of course, everybody was calling for Kyle's head after that game. But in this one, they ended up, uh, you know, winning the faceoffs. They blocked a lot of shots and they pulled it out. It took a shootout, but uh, this was a big win, Eddie, for the Ducks. Yeah, it was it was good. It was just something that we needed. A, a lot of people were, were going in there expecting that we weren't going to win. And it just, 
you know, it's something good. They took us out of, you know, the playoffs and something, you know, I guess the fans. Yeah. And, and there's a, some hatred right there with the fans from both sides with, you know, Predators fans all of a sudden showed up when, when they went to the playoffs and think they're knowledgeable about hockey and think they're the greatest thing in the world when they're, they're pretty much not. But it was good to see that win. Um, I didn't watch the game live. Unfortunately, I was playing my, my beer league games, but I came, you know, I know. Right. So, uh, but after the games, I was dead tired. I, you know, still a little rattled from all the hits I was taking last week. But it was good to see the Ducks win. I came home and finally rewatched the game, and it was good to see that. I mean, the Ducks weren't playing as physical as I liked. They only had what six hits compared to Nashville's seventeen. I, that has to change. That's not the way hockey's supposed to be played. When a team just out hitting, it seems like you know me on a drunk night playing my freaking NHL nineteen, where I had the hit setting all the way up and just hitting teams, not even trying to score. I mean, something had to be done with that. I mean, this is a team that knocked you out of the playoffs, a team that you're supposed to hate. You know, the, the hatred falls with the fans. You're supposed to just knock them on their ass, like hit them more, you know, stop giving them so much opportunity and create space. I mean, I guarantee if the hits were up, Ducks probably would have had a, a you know, 3-1, 4-1 win in this game. Yeah, I mean, we talked about that too in the last show, the physical play and, and how the Ducks need to turn that up. And uh, it's been something that's been, you know, here and there. We've seen it a few games and then have not seen it a few games. And it's part of the inconsistency that we've seen with this team, unfortunately. Uh, you know, this game is kind of interesting, too. Kase uh, finally made his debut. He finally came back from all this concussion stuff. Uh, Max Comtois was sent down to San Diego, so was Lundstrom. Comtois has been doing well. He's been scoring some goals down there. He should be back up soon. And also, Eves was out, too. We found out that Eves has back spasms, and he's been uh, dealing with that for a little while. So, Ducks still dealing with all the injuries and whatnot, but they were able to come out and win this game. You know, uh, Eddie, like I said, you're a veteran. That game was military appreciation night, so I'm glad the Ducks won. We did uh, give away tickets to Rick LeBounty, and he actually uh, had to turn them back into us, Eddie. His uh, children bought him tickets to the game, so we ended up giving the tickets to Wendy Smith, who was like the close, uh, you know, runner-up as well. So she went with her husband, and they enjoyed the game. So... At least, uh, you know, the Ducks won. Good night for military appreciation. And, uh, you know, things look good, uh, you know, coming out this week after they played Minnesota and laid that egg. And so they go, you know, to Vegas and they lay a huge golden egg, quote unquote, uh, against the Knights. They, they played not so bad in the first period. The Ducks only were down one nothing after 20 minutes. Then they freaking got blown up in the second period. Uh, Cody Eakin scored twice. Holden scored. Ducks got down 4 nothing. Couldn't recover. They kind of had their own goal score, too. Uh, Henrique knocked the puck back in there. And, and the Ducks actually outshot Vegas in this game 29-25. to They won the faceoffs 59-41%. to But after the first period, they got rattled. And you even saw Carlisle pulling out uh, Gibson, too, in the middle of the game. So the Ducks went to Vegas. They had no luck, Eddie. Uh, you know, they ended up getting smoked in this game, uh, 5 nothing. Uh, what did you think about this one? I mean, you know, the Ducks played so well against Nashville. You thought maybe they would carry that momentum into Las Vegas, and yeah, not so much. What game? Which game are you talking about? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see a game played after the first period. Yeah. I, I don't know what the hell the Ducks were doing. Uh, it sucks that uh, Henrique scored a goal against his own team. I mean, I guess if you want the stats, it unfortunately doesn't count for him. Um, I mean, it, it's 
it's easy to say like Gibson had a bad game, which he didn't have his strongest game. But I mean, we're talking about we're expecting Gibson to be, you know, Mister Magic Man and pull something out of his ass when he can't. Uh, the Ducks once again, Lindholm standing around, not clearing in front of the net, letting Vegas get that second and third chances. I mean, I mean, what's gonna happen? You're gonna just, you know, if if you guys are gonna do that, why don't you just go sit in the bench and let Vegas just have a five on nothing and just shoot a shooting clinic on Gibson? It was ridiculous. It just seemed like the Ducks, you know, after they got down, they just didn't care anymore and just stopped really playing. I mean, they were just going through the motions, but weren't, weren't really playing the game of hockey. And it was it was a bad day Wednesday. I mean, Wednesday was a bad day. I had a playoff game too, and it was probably like one of my worst games I played this month. I actually got hit more than I actually hit someone, so that's really rare for me because I'm, I'm a physical player. And then uh, after the game, seeing the score, I'm like, oh, man. I, and, and I watch every game. Even when I don't watch it live, I still watch it. It was just heartbreaking to watch this Vegas game knowing the score already. So I'm sitting there just overly drinking on a Wednesday. Like, you know what? Whatever. I know the Ducks pretty lost. I'm going to watch this game. And one shot, two shot, three shot, six, seven shots later for me. But, yeah, I mean, the Ducks are playing against a struggling Vegas team. They should have came out, you know, a little bit more. I mean, credit to, to Flower over there. He played an amazing game. Especially in that first period, the Ducks had looked dangerous and had a lot of opportunities, but he shut them down and the Ducks just gave up. Yeah, and you know the bad thing too is uh, going into this game, the Ducks lost uh, Fowler uh, in the game against Nashville. You know, he got hit with the puck uh, in the face off a deflection. Then they ended up, you know, it it looked kind of bad, but it didn't look really that terrible. But then they ended up saying that he needed surgery and then he's going to be out for, you know, we don't know exactly how much, but he had surgery on Friday. He's going to be out probably at least a month or so. So they didn't have him in this game against Vegas. They had uh, Montour, Peterson, Larson, Manson, Walensky, and Lindholm. Walensky was brought back up for this. But uh, it's kind of rough. I mean, you, you have Fowler gone. Uh, the struggles on defense, almost all the Ducks defensemen were, uh, you know, minus or, or uh, even on their plus minus. So, I mean, it's rough. You know, the Ducks lost uh, a big player. And, I mean, it, we'll talk about it later in the show, but it, you know, goes into all the trade stuff. Uh, of course, uh, Nylander's been a big one, but we'll talk more about it later. But you can see that in this game, it, you know, the Ducks didn't quite do what they needed to do uh, after the first period. I, I was happy that Carlisle did pull Gibson. Uh, I talked about it on the, on the show last week, if you didn't hear about it. But... I I felt like the game got out of control once it was 3-0, and I, I was happy with that. I, I still said that Gibson should not be starting every game. He's been starting uh, about 80% of the games now. The Ducks have uh, had about 21 games, and he started almost all of them. It's only been a handful that Miller started. And I, I was glad that they pulled him out. Not because Gibson – I didn't think Gibson played that bad in the beginning. Yeah, he could have played a little bit better, but – uh, you know, I think the Ducks need to give him a little bit more of a rest and uh, they should start Miller more often. But I was actually surprised that Carlisle did pull Gibson because that third goal was a own goal with Henrique knocking it. And so they pulled him out. I was like, oh, wow. You know, maybe he listened to the podcast. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I thought that was the right move. Uh, obviously, the Ducks couldn't rally and come back. Uh, Miller gave up a couple goals too. But it, it's really weird. This team is like uh, – 
it's crazy. You know, you, you play Nashville, the best team in the league, and you beat them. Then you go play the Golden Knights that aren't having a great season like they did in their first year, and, and you lose. You go zero for four on the power play. Uh, you get down one nothing early, and you can't recover. It's weird how this team is, Eddie. It's, it's like a Jekyll and Hyde team. You know, one, one night you're all excited and they win, and then the other night you're like, what the hell happened? Oh, definitely. They, they just they sit there and play with our emotions. It's like, I, I, I don't know if the Ducks are in their mind like, hey, you know what? Let's just start playing with the fans this, this season. Let's let's show up you know, against an important game against one of the best teams in the league and beat them and get everyone all happy and then show up to a struggling Vegas team and let's just lose – drastically and get them all sad again. I mean, I think it's like called homeostasis or something like that. Like, man, it's just, it's, it's kind of tough to see. And my complaint is, I mean, like I said, I've loved this team no matter what, but the team that we have, we should be playing to the best of our ability and better than we are. And, and also like when you're playing the game of hockey, especially at the professional level, you should be giving it 110% each and every day, each and every shift that you're out there. And I haven't seen that consistency from the ducks. Like you said, it's inconsistent. And that's the best word to describe it. And that's what really gets me frustrated. I mean, I, I don't care if the Ducks go 0-82, but as long as they're playing the game at 100%, I mean, that's all I ask for. Just if you lose, at least lose playing at 100%. Don't lose playing, you know, 60 70% and only playing you know, 30 minutes of the game. I mean, that's really unacceptable, and that's really frustrating with this team right now. Yeah, and, and you know, you had to think uh, after beating Nashville – and then playing lackluster against Vegas. Then they had Toronto coming to town. Toronto's been playing well. So you're like, well, okay, what kind of team is going to show up on Friday night against the Leafs? You're sitting there going, hmm. And the Ducks actually showed up for this one. They actually played good in this game. They outshot the, the Leafs 39 to 35. Uh, they won the faceoffs. Neither team scored on the power play. But I really thought the Ducks deserved to win this game. You know, they, they ended up uh, – you know, losing in the overtime. But, uh, you know, the first goal by Patrick Marlowe was kind of lucky. You know, uh, Gardner throws the puck towards him. It goes off his skate, and it looks like Manson's stick, and it goes in. Kind of a, you know, BS goal, you know, in my mind. But the Ducks come back. Uh, Aberg uh, ties it up in the second period. And then the third period, the Ducks went nuts. I, I mean, I, I want to say that that third period this season was probably one of the best periods I've seen this team play. I mean, they were all over Sparks, all over him. They had a shot off the post. Uh, Kase, in my opinion, could have had a hat trick in the third period alone. He had a couple where uh, he had one with a defenseman. He had a wide open net, and the defenseman uh, it went off his skate. He had another one where he whiffed just barely as Sparks was falling down. He had all kinds of chances since he came back. I mean, he was one of the best players on the ice along with Aberg in that game. And I really thought in that third period that the Ducks would get the go-ahead goal. They even got a power play, and they went nuts on that power play. We've seen, seen it where they don't always have the possession, but they actually did. They had five or six shots. And it, it really looked like the Ducks were going to win that game. And then they go into overtime, and we know how great they are on three on three. Uh, you know, Tavares with a good back check springs his team the other way, and they and they get the game winning goal. And it's just heartbreak. I this is one of the games where I, I really thought the Ducks deserved the two points. I thought they would win in regulation. Uh, tough loss. I mean, they played good good against a Toronto team that's been playing well, but they just came up short, Eddie. Oh yeah, you know what? I'm not even mad about this game. They played that 110 percent hockey. I'm talking about. They showed up. They, I mean, their hits were a little low, I guess for for me. But they were on the puck. They were clearing the the front of the net. 
they came to play and they played a hundred percent game, one hundred and ten percent game all around. And I, I like what I saw. Kase, like you said, he could have had a hat trick. He has what fifteen shots in the last three games. He's been back. I mean, those goals are going to start pouring in once you know. Once he hits the, that back of the net, it's just going to go from there. Like I could predict, you know, maybe a 25, 30 goal score, and, and hopefully it starts, you know, trans, you know, translating to the, you know, back of the net with that. Um, this, this was an overall pretty decent game. I mean, yeah, we still lost, which sucks. It's bittersweet for me. I have Morgan Riley on my fantasy team, so him scoring a goal was 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 good on my end. But then losing in overtime for the Ducks was terrible. And but you know what, you, you can as a Ducks fan and hockey hockey players too can hold their heads up high because they're they played against you know one of the top Eastern Conference teams and they you know they they held on and they pretty much controlled the game and they looked a lot better than you know than what we've seen before. It still sucks that you know they you know the Maple Leafs put their backup goalie in. It's like I told you before, it's kind of like a slap in the face. Like oh, let's just uh to start our mediocre goalie and not start our superstar goalie you know, against the Ducks because, you know, we'll, you know we, it's, it's an easy win. But I guess, you know, the Ducks really came out to play and really proved that, you know, it's not going to be easy playing against this team. And I, I wish Ducks can play this every single game because, trust me, their record wouldn't be as bad as it is right now. I mean, it's not that bad, but they'd have a lot more wins than what they have right now. And, I mean, I'm happy about this game. I think this is one of the best games of the week, or if not the best game of the week. I mean, yeah, beating Nashville is cool, but – just the way they played this game was was everything they should be playing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you played three games. You had two top teams, uh, Nashville and Toronto, and they played well. And then you had Vegas, who's struggling. You don't play well. And we've seen this before. This is nothing new. You guys all know that out there. They they played down to their competition and played up to their competition. So we kind of saw this this week. So, you know, that's what happened. I mean, they ended up getting three points. I had hoped they'd win two out of three, but that's where we're at. And, you know, they're uh, three points out of first, which – I mean, it's not terrible. They're eight, nine, and four, so you can't be too upset. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I guess the biggest highlight on Friday too was uh, Brzezgolov was in the house. Uh, it's pretty interesting. He answered one of our fan questions. He didn't answer our uh, question uh, for some reason. I don't know what's going on there. But uh, yeah, it was a exact question too. But you know what? We'll leave it at that. I guess. Yeah, we'll just leave it at we'll leave it at that. I, you know, I I don't know. We we asked our question; it wasn't answered, but uh, on the main account. But then uh, Aaron's was answered, so it was good to see him there, anyways. And uh, you know, uh, it, obviously the Ducks didn't win, but uh, always good to see Briz. He's hilarious as always. So the Ducks uh, still sitting there at three points out of first, playing up and down. You know, to the competition. And uh, it's kind of interesting, though. I mean, the way this week's gone, I've seen a lot of the social media posts out there and everybody, especially after the Vegas game was like, you know, uh, the one I love, the gif is the boo this man gif. Freaking hilarious. I saw a lot of people sending me that one. But a lot of people were upset uh, about Carlisle, of course. They want him out of there, you know, get him out of there. You know, I I saw this. uh, You know what? This whole situation, it's kind of weird, Eddie. It's like people want to root for the Ducks to lose, but they want them to lose so that Carlisle will, will be gone. I, it's just weird. It's a weird dynamic. I've seen a bunch of people sending me messages. I've seen people posting things, and I'm just kind of like, what the hell? I, I don't know how you feel. I wouldn't root for the Ducks to lose, but I understand why people want them to lose because they want Carlisle gone. I, it's just kind of weird. What do you think of that dynamic? It's kind of interesting. Well, I, I've said it numerous times. I, I think rehiring someone back is a mistake. I mean, you broke up 
or you fired someone for a reason. I say broke up because I use the example of, would you ever go back to your ex? I mean, you broke up for a reason. If you go back, the same things are, are going to happen again. Um, yeah, there's, at times I were like, oh my God, I, I just hope the Ducks lose, you know, so they can, you know, maybe the GM will fire the coach and, and start doing something, you know, to progress our team better, you know, just like LA did firing their coach. But then again, when I'm watching the game, I'm that competitive nature in me. I'm like, no, I, I don't want the Ducks to lose. Like, no, they have to win. They have to win. They have to win. Um, I, I think it's about that time. It's been that time where it, it's time to cut ties with it. Murray, you were wrong. I mean, he, he's hiring him back. Cool. I, I know he's a great coach. He, he's probably one of the best coaches there was, you know, in the, in the game, he brought us our cup and I'll always be forever thankful for him. But this game is changing. And if you're not going to like adapt to variable change, you're not going to be successful. And it seems like when, when push comes to shove, he, our, our coach goes back to the same old dump and chase predictable thing. And every coach in the NHL really knows his game and kind of can predict that. I mean, you have to be able to, to change up your game in an instant, just as fast as the game is in the ice. That's how your, your mind should be as a coach. And it's not seen that. I mean, and you mentioned too, that, you know, he, one good thing he did was finally pulled Gibson and, you know, when the, the game got out of control in Vegas, I mean, he should have pulled Gibson numerous times, not because Gibson played bad, but I mean, you're pretty much letting your goalie out to dry like that. I mean, come on, if your team's not going to play good in front of you, your, your franchise goalie, I mean, pull the goalie, let him get some rest. Don't risk him for injury. And I'm sure, you know, Gibson wouldn't, wouldn't mind that. I'm pretty sure there's some of those games where they were being, you know, out, out skated, out shot, out controlled, and you know he wouldn't mind you being like, you know what, I'm done. I mean, that's just my take on it. No, I, I feel you. We talked about that on the last show, and it's kind of weird. I, you know, I compare Randy Carlyle to Donald Trump, and you maybe sit there going, "What? What are you talking about?" And I know I'm not talking about politics, but but whether you like him or not, a lot of people say, "Hey, uh, Donald Trump's the president, but he's not my president." Well, I think a lot of fans can say Randy Carlisle is the Ducks head coach, but he's not my head coach. That's how a lot of you feel. And I got similar messages like that uh, the last couple of weeks. And that's where we're at. And it's frustrating because uh, we talked about it on the last show. We said all the kinds of issues about the Ducks trying to change things, turn things around. We talked about a lot of things. And it was kind of interesting, Eddie. It actually popped up in an article on NBC. They talked about a lot of the stuff that we said. We talked about, as you brought up, hey, you brought back the coach again. You can't escape that. Uh, you, you've already done that. But now if you fire him after bringing him back a second time, that's even making the situation worse. You know, now, now not only did you make a bad decision, but now you're admitting that you made another bad decision. And that's what the NBC article talked about, just like we had on our last show. So I thought that was interesting. There are some other things that are factoring in with this, too. We can't just look at pride on Murray. But a lot of people out there, you're sitting there and you're going, well, hey, Mike and Eddie, it's obvious Randy Carlisle needs to go. And we're not going to disagree with you. But here's the problem. The problem is, in Bob Murray's head, does he need to go? And I think the answer is no. In, in Murray's head, and let me explain, and we kind of talked about it on the last show as well, the Ducks aren't on a major losing streak, okay? They've stopped that. Yeah, they're playing good some games, they're playing poor some other games and whatnot, but they, they, they ended that seven-game losing streak. They're only three points out of first place in the Pacific Division right now, and as we talked about, they're still battling it out for the wild card. Now, as of right now, it's early. We all, we all know the Ducks. 
they play they don't play so great in October, November. They turn it around December. And then, of course, in April, we all know what happens, at least not every season, but a majority of the time, unfortunately. So right now, the Ducks aren't in last place. They're still in contention for a playoff spot. They're not on a losing streak. They've had a lot of injuries, which Eddie talked about was, you know, bullshit as far as uh, on one of the previous shows, uh, you know, as far as Carlisle not playing uh, or at least not managing this team to, to, to winning. But... In Murray's eyes, Eddie, I think if you take all that stuff, you I mean, you can take his pride, which we talked about in the last show. You can take the playoff uh, potential. Like I said, it, it's still a lot, a lot of hockey to go. The injuries, the rookies, not being on a losing streak. I think you look at all those things. And to me, if the Ducks are able to at least be in the fight and make the playoffs, yeah, they, maybe they get their asses kicked and swept like they did against San Jose, which would, would be terrible. But – I think the fact that they can at least be somewhat of a competitive team in Murray's eyes is why uh, Carlisle is still going to be here. I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm just saying that's why Carlisle is still here, Eddie. He's just stubborn. It's really stubborn, and I don't think he wants to admit that he was wrong. And Oh, hold on. Can you give us a chance? Hold on, Donald Trump. We're not talking about you. Sorry about that. Donald Trump came on the show for, for a second. Yeah. You're talking about he's not my coach. Um, I, I like how you said not my coach and compared that reference. Um, yeah, number one, you know, it's not politics. We're not talking about politics at all. And, you know, he's the president and it's not going to change whatever you like it or not. I mean, whatever. Um, our coach is something that can change. And I, I'm going to throw this out there and say this. Um, not my coach has been since Boost Boudreaux was hired. Cause he wasn't my coach and Carlisle when he got rehired, wasn't my coach. And I, I thought both of those decisions were bad on the ducks. Um, especially, you know, uh, Boudreaux coming in from Washington with all his failed success over there with a way better team than he had with the ducks and the ducks brought him over. I mean, he, he's a great coach for the regular season. And if you want a participation trophy, but he's not going to give you the Stanley cup. Um, I understand the reason of bringing back Carlisle. I didn't like it, but I understand what why they did. It was like, I think there were 20, I don't know, they were celebrating something. And, it, oh, they're, they're, they're uh, I think, 10 years of winning the cup. And it's like, all right, everyone got happy. Like, oh, yeah, you know, he's back. We're going to win the cup. Like a little fairy tale story. But, no, I wasn't happy about that either. And, I mean, I, I just, I, I'm bitter with the Ducks management and organization, how they have been. Um with their, their coaching decisions. Cause I mean, it was up to me. I, I look at things a different way and I, I love this game and I read, you know, from, from morning to night, I read every single bit of hockey news that there can be. Like I, I always say I am hockey cause I am, I mean, this is my life and this is I, what I love to do. Um, like I said, Carlisle should not have been hired again. And, and Murray, I, I think it's time for Murray to go too. In my opinion, uh, he, he's not really, really doesn't show faith in the team and the way he mismanages things. Like, yeah, I understand you, you're trying to work with the number and trying to be under a certain budget, but I mean, sometimes you got to take a chance. I mean, you have to, you know, put all your money down on black or red if you're playing, or, you know, roulette or whatever it's called. Um, you just had it make changes in chance. And he, he's not really the, you know, he wants to just do the safe bet and do everything, you know, just a safe manner. But you know what? Uh, the Penguins GM made some, you know, changes in their lineup and, and made some serious, you know, trades. They won the cup. The Kings took a chance and made some trades and they won, you know, a couple cups. I mean, you have to be able to, to just, you know, step on that ledge and jump and just hope that a parachute's going to be, you know, 
sporadically come out of your ass or something. Uh, he's not willing to do that. And I don't think the Ducks owners are, are willing to change that as well. I think they're just, it seems like they're, they're content with being mediocre. And that's what bothers me a lot about the Ducks. Like, this is not a mediocre team. Like, this Ducks team is, is they have the potential to be great and they have the potential to win another cup and another one. And, and there's no reason why, you know, we should downplay that and just, just be content with be, being mediocre. If you're content with that, then I, I'm sorry. Uh, you're in the wrong sport and you're in the wrong game. I mean, if you're content with losing, I mean, you should go, you know, uh, go watch soccer or something where they hand out participation trophies because this is, you know, this is hockey. And 100% winning mentality should be that, you know, the first and foremost. Yeah, you're going to get no argument from me. I agree 100%. And, you know, that's basically what some of the fan questions we had this week uh, echo what we've been talking about already. Uh, you know, we had Lisa ask, you know, what is what do you think it's going to take for changes to happen? Uh, obviously, a coaching change would be great, but these guys can't put the puck in the net. Uh, the veteran guys can't seem to get things done. You know, should something also happen with uh, the personnel on ice? And, you know, the thing is, is uh, we've all talked about it. It, it. The elephant in the room is already out. Everybody knows that Carlisle should be gone. That's that's not going to be a question. But. As far as on ice, no, I, I don't see a whole lot of change with the personnel. Honestly, this last week, I thought the Ducks played, uh, you know, if you look at uh, nine periods of hockey, I thought that they played good, uh, you know, for six or seven of them. I, I really thought that they they played, you know, an outstanding game against Nashville. They played a solid game against Toronto. They started out good against Vegas, and then obviously, they, you know, the last couple of periods were terrible. But, uh, you know, at least this last week, looking at that, I don't think the on-ice changes are what's going to be needed. Uh, that's not the issue. The issue is the coaching staff. And like uh, you said, Eddie, uh, with Murray there, I don't see it happening, and I don't see the Samuelis doing anything. So I think we're kind of going to be stuck with Carlisle. Like I said, unless the Ducks go on some crazy losing streak uh, where they're, they're, they're losing a ton of games again – and they're way out of the playoffs, I don't see it happening. I know it's unfortunate. You're probably sitting there going, really? I go, no, I'm being serious. I I don't think Murray will do it. I don't think he has the balls to pull the trigger and fire Carlo. I I don't, unless this team goes way south. And right now they're not. They're one game under 500. they They're three points out of first place. Despite all the craziness going on, they're still in the hunt. And as long as they're in the hunt, I think in Murray's mind, that's okay. You may not think that's okay, and we don't think that 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 that's necessarily okay. But that's just where it's at. So, uh, I you know for this team to change, it's going to be tough. You know, we look at the stats too for this team, and uh, it's pretty crazy. You know, the the NBC article even talked about it too, Eddie. They talked about the Corsi stats, and you know you can look on it on their website too. Uh, you can go to uh, Corsi. It's actually C O R S I C A dot hockey. And you can go on and look at their stats. But, you know, they, they mentioned it. We mentioned it on the last show. You look at some of the things here. The Ducks have been one of the worst in the Corsi 4 stat, which uh, takes into account not just plus and minus, uh, missed shots, block shots, and all that stuff. The Ducks have been one of the worst in the leagues uh, besides Ottawa. So, like I said, they talked about that. But you look at some of the other things that are going on with this team, uh, it's the goals. You know, they have uh, just over two goals a game, 2.05. The only team worse than that is the actual Kings, who, of course, we lost to. Uh, recently against uh, not too bad. The Ducks defense is actually pretty good. The 2.81 against, which is 10th in the league and their penalty kill is 82.9%, which is actually sixth in the league. So, you know, the Ducks defense hasn't been too bad. 
But uh, the goals for and their power play, their power play is only uh, 14 uh, you know, percent, which is 26 in the league. So they've had some issues there. But not all is lost with this team. They're, they're playing decent defensively. Of course, they're giving up a ton of shots, 61.1 uh, shots a game, which is, you know, second worst in the league. But, I, you know, I, I don't think it's all, all gloom and doom. I, I think this team can still turn around. And can make the playoffs, which was actually another fan question, too. We had uh, Jimmy ask us if we think we'll make the playoffs. I know we talked about it in the last show. I know, Eddie, you weren't as hopeful that they'd make the playoffs as I was. But I think the thing is with this team overall, as long as they are somewhat competitive and you can argue about the definition of competitive, whether it's, you know, these highs and lows that we've seen or that they're going to be maybe a playoff team. But uh Eddie, you can weigh in. I, I think as long as they're still where they're at right now, I just don't see Murray getting rid of Carlisle. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate. I, it just, you know, I think we can be a lot better and it'll, you know, change up the locker room. Hey, we fired your coach. The players are going to be like, holy shit. And our coach, our head coach got fired. I mean, all of our asses are on the chop, chopping block. I mean, even people with no trade movements. I mean, yeah, I, I, you have that movement and you think you're safe, but you know what? If a coach comes in there and he can scratch you, like, hey, that movement and your little clause says that, hey, you don't have to play. And yeah, I, you know, some people think, oh, it's probably free money if I just sit out and play. No, these are hockey players. They want to be on the ice as much as they can. And, and if, if, you know, if they're willing to or able to, if they had that mentality, not mentality, but if they had the ability, they'd probably be on the ice 110% of the time just to want to play. I mean, it's just for the love of the game. Um, I mean, so, you know, it, those, like, no trade movements are, you know, are not really, you know, things could be changed for that. Uh, as far as, like, the coaching thing, like I said numerous times, I mean, it, it's unfortunate. It, it sucks, but, I mean, it is what it is, and we're just going to be continue to be mediocre. I mean, with playoffs, I, I, I still, just the way this team is inconsistent, I'm not sure right now, and I'm still unsure unless it changes. Yeah, the, um, the Nashville game was cool. The Toronto game was cool, and if they up their game – and physicality like that and play like that each and every game, that's cool. If the Ducks somehow make the playoffs and win the Cup this year, then I will sit here and make a video and I'll apologize for me talking crap about the coach and, and say how wrong I am. I really hope that happens. But, I mean, playoffs, it's it's, it's going to be hit or miss, and I'm kind of like so-so on it right now. I, I just – what I've been seeing, the, the inconsistency, like you said, Mike, uh, it just really bothers me. Um, one of my beer league teams that I'm playing in a championship game on Sunday – we went, I think it was like one and I don't know, we won one game all season. And it's every season we, we always just win one or two games. We suck during the regular season, but we, we came in playoffs and we always win. Uh, something about our game just elevates. Um, for, you know, fortunate for us, we, we don't have Randy Carlo behind our bench because I'm pretty sure we probably would have lost. But huh. um, yeah, I think something needs to change, like I said before. And the playoffs, if we do make playoffs, I, I can't see Carlisle at this point, you know, being able to take us to that promised line and winning the cup. You know, playoffs are the different ball game as well, and the game is even that much more faster. And you have to make some changes and and take some gambles and risks a, a, on the fly. And like I said, he's not really adapting to variable change when it comes to the regular season right now. And I, I don't think that he he'll do that in the playoffs, which you've seen before. Um, yeah, I mean, thank you for all you've done, Coach. But I, I really, really hope, you know, our GM opens his eyes and like, hey, it's time to go. And, you know, let's shake things up. It's not your fault. I just want the players, you know, to get rattled a little bit and hopefully change their game. I mean, look what happened with the Kings. They fired their coach 
and they, they got an interim coach and he comes in, you know, a big game against the Ducks and they beat the Ducks. I mean, yeah, I'm sure all those players got, you know, their head woken up like, oh, man, this is reality and things that happen like this. And, yeah, I mean, the Kings still suck. I'm glad they're in the bottom. It's awesome. But, um, you know what, at least the Kings, you know, management, Rob Blake over there, decided change was needed, fired the coach, uh, coach and then they got uh, – they made a trade, which, you know, I'll talk about that later. But, I mean, yeah, at least they, they did something to try to better their team. Um, I really uh, hope the Kings start winning, and I hope they're just uh, being like a mediocre losing team because I don't want them to get you know, Jack Hughes, the big uh, prospect everyone's talking about. I would hate to get you know give them more firepower. I just hope they they barely miss playoffs and get that like mediocre first round draft pick like in the middle. You know, it's interesting you bring up Hughes because uh, you know I want to just start a hashtag lose for Hughes. Because, I mean, that's that's what I've seen other people saying is, hey, the Ducks should tank because if they tank, maybe Carlisle's gone and the Ducks can go get Hughes. So that's what I've seen some people saying out there. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Yeah, you know, like I said, maybe they go on a crazy losing streak and they get rid of Carlisle. But uh, the whole thing with Hughes out there, yeah, I, I mean, I get it. But I think it's kind of funny because we had one fan ask us about this, uh, Brian, you know, uh, who would be the short-term solution? And before the season started, I had a chance to talk to Kevin Bieksa. He didn't think that Carlisle was going to survive the season, and he said that Dallas Eakins would take over. And that's that's who I'm looking at as the short term for the Ducks. If Murray has the balls to actually pull the trigger, which I don't think he does, I don't think he will. Um, but if he did, uh, that's who I'd put. I mean, the goals are you know six four one and one, or six four and two, however you want to look at it. They have an overtime loss and a shootout loss, but they've been doing decent. Uh, you know, come to us down there scoring some goals. Terry's been on a crazy nine point uh, scoring streak. Uh, but that's what I would look for to full, uh, you know, fulfill the spot if Murray was able to pull the trigger and get rid of Carlisle. And that's who, the, you know, would carry this team through the rest of the season. Will they do it? I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it'll happen, but th- that's who I'd like to see uh, finish it out with the Ducks. I'd like to see Dallas Eakins come up and take over this team and run with it. I, I just feel like he has a lot of uh, you know uh, enthusiasm amongst the younger players, a lot of motivation. I think he's the guy that could propel this team uh, to a better level. Um, but like I said, Eddie, I, I don't know if they'll do it. But but what do you think? It, you know, if the Ducks were for some reason, if they actually fired Carlisle, who do you think that they should uh, turn to uh, for the rest of the season? Well, I agree with you 110% on, on bringing up uh, Dallas over there. He, he's no, he's he's proving himself. He he gets along with the players, and the players seem to like him a lot. Uh, he's he's a player's coach, and, and you know does what's necessary for the team. And I would love to see him get that opportunity, especially with the extension he signed with the Ducks, and, and get that opportunity. Uh, he's a different style of coach, and, and that change might be great. Um, also, I want to throw this out there. I know it's like way out of the you know. There's no rumors. It's just me, you know, pulling these out of my ass. But uh, Patrick Wall. I think he's a GM or coaching a junior team right now. Um, I mean, he came back on, on the Avalanche when he first uh, first season as head coach, and he um, he turned that franchise around and made them, you know, yeah, he was a hard ass and he was hard on them. And I'm pretty sure a lot of players didn't like the way he he coached, but he made that team better. And and if you guys don't know, the Avalanche were coming off like one of their worst seasons under Joe Sacco. 
and he just turned that team around. I mean, you guys remember Patrick Walls, the first game against the Ducks, uh, him and Boudreaux almost went out. He tried to, you know, go after Boudreaux by pushing the glass. I think someone like him on the Ducks would be awesome. It's just unfortunate. Uh, he's you know, over there, you know, coaching juniors or being a GM. Um, I doubt he, you know, it's, it's not going to happen. It's just me saying like wishful thinking. Um, you know, I doubt, you know, like you said, you know, people's balls aren't in the right place or if they have any, so they're not making that change. And I doubt Patrick wall would even be interested in coming back, especially just as a coach. Cause he wants a little bit more control of, you know, the organization of the team. Hence why he left Colorado over there. Uh, but I think he would be a great asset to the ducks and to kind of turn them around. And he's willing, he's that coach that, uh, that takes chances and, and he can adapt and he changes his game. He's unpredictable on what he's going to do in coaching wise. I mean, I think he has a record for pulling a, a goalie in the third period with like 15 minutes left in the game or something like that. I mean, I, I remember I was at a game against Boston. They were down and Denver over there. They were down like three, one or four, one or something like that. Patrick wall pulls a goalie. I, I want to say there's like what 10 or 15 minutes left in the third period. And he pulls the damn goalie. The Avalanche score two goals. They score another one. They come back and win that game. It's this is crazy, but I mean, you got to take a chance like that. Yeah, I mean, the chances were slim on his part, and he took a gamble and it paid out. I mean, he put his money on you know on block and it hit block and he won. And I think that's what what we need in the coach. I mean, it would be cool be have Patrick Wall to change his team around, but I mean, I think Dallas is a uh, Dallas Eakins is a, the first runner up, and I think he should you know give him the opportunity to to prove himself at the NHL level again um even before coach Q I, I know people are, are going frantic and oh coach Q this coach Q that yeah it's awesome I would love to have him behind the bench but I mean his, his price is steep and you know bargain Bob is, is not gonna you know pay the money that coach Q deserves so it's it's really slim that's gonna happen I mean if that happens I, I'll, I'll be really shocked I'll, I'll go buy a lottery ticket that day and hopefully get lucky on that but I mean, chances of that happening is really slim. So I mean, we should stop, you know, putting our, all our eggs in one basket for that. But I think Dallas Eakins, you know, should be, and I hopefully he'll be the new head coach of the Ducks, you know, in the short, you know, short short time soon. Hopefully, fingers crossed. You know, I, w- I would crack up if Wah was, because you remember when him and Boudreaux went at it, pushing the glass back and forth. <laughs> so it would be, oh, oh, it would I be lost hilarious. my mind. Yeah, I lost game. Yeah, I mean, that was hilarious. You want to talk about a guy that's fired up? I mean, whether or not you agree with everything he did. I mean, Patrick Wah, I mean, <laughs> it's a guy that's, uh, you know, pretty, uh, you know, motivating individual. So I, I think, like, you. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, try. Uh, I, I was at that game. I was live at that game, and it was just, you know, I had my Ducks jersey on. I, I support the Az. They're my second favorite team. I used to go to a lot of games out there, and I know a lot of the people. So I wore my Avs jersey out there, or my uh, my Ducks one that time when the Ducks came. And I mean, people were giving me just you know friendly jabs and here and there, but just being at that game, I was I want to say nine rows from the from the glass when that happened. And oh my god, everyone lost their mind. The guy next to me, he's just—he's like, I almost poured my beer on you, but I didn't want to waste my like twelve dollar beer. Just stay joking, wise. Oh my god, that game was ecstatic. And then uh, I talked to Landis Cog after that game too, I, and he—he he, uh, he told me, you know, you know, thank you for coming to the game like he always did. And he told me my jersey sucked and he didn't like it. So it was just, uh, just the emotions in that game were just amazing. Oh man, like Patrick Wall just. I think that game was a game changer for the Avalanche too. Like that really set, you know, solidified them and made them what they became that season and almost, you know, making their, their Stanley cup appearance. But I mean, 
I mean, he, he's a coach that's unpredictable, and I, I think that's what we need. I mean, especially in today's game. Mike, this game changes so fast. I mean, my beer league games change fast, and it, it's not even fast like the professionals. I mean, we skate probably like a negative speed compared to them. But you have to really change your game up. And like I said, this coach isn't doing that, and we need something to happen. I mean, damn. Yeah, I agree. But the problem is, is Wallace too crazy for the Samuelis. I, that's just the way I look at it. They're, they're not going to go with someone that, that that that's like that. That's the unfortunate thing. That's why we're stuck with where we're at. I mean, you and I, hey, if Wallace was in there, holy crap, that'd be crazy. You know, oh, I, I would lose my mind. I, we I would, would lose our, of course, that would be nuts if he was in there, which, you know, it's highly unlikely. But that's what I think is the issue is I don't think that they gamble enough, this organization. And we've seen that. I think Murray's done a great job getting younger players. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't hate the Murray, the job that Murray's done. I think he's done a great job. He's gotten all kinds of younger players. He's brought up people. He's signed people for most part, good deals. But the problem is, is they don't go out on that limb, you know, whether it's on the coaching staff or on certain players and stuff like that. And until this organization does that, I don't know if they'll ever get back to the Stanley Cup. We just don't go, you know, uh, head first into the the pool. We like put our toe in and go, eh, maybe it's kind of lukewarm. I don't know. We'll try it. We'll test the water. We don't jump in. And I think that's a problem. And, you know, there was a lot of rumors this last week that, uh, Nylander and the Ducks, they were talking about uh, Montour's name came up, Mance's name came up, Richie's name came up. I, I mean, I heard all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Everyone's going nuts. Obviously, this was all before Fowler got hurt. So now the situation as it is, it's kind of tough. You know, are the Ducks going to try and trade for a defenseman now? Because you've got uh, Lindholm, Manson, and Montour, your top three. And then after that, yeah, after that. <laughs> Sorry, uh, some of the other guys haven't been cutting it. Even those top three have had some games that have been off. So that's the other issues. Okay, if the Ducks don't change the coach, are they going to make some kind of trade? You, you've got Fowler that's going to be out, we know, for some substantial amount of time. But are they going to pick up a defenseman to help out this team? Like we said, defensively, this team has not been too terrible, uh, you know, as far as goals against and penalty kill, even though they've been leaned on a lot this season, but the offense is not produced on the forecheck as much. And of course now Eves is out. If you didn't hear that news, he had back spasms. They're saying he could play in the game against Colorado, but uh, you know, he, he, he was sorely missed this week. So the injury bug continues. It happens to all the teams, but to me, if the ducks aren't going to make a coaching change, they need to make a trade, uh, pick up somebody. And will they do it? I don't know. I mean, you have Perry on the LTR, uh, for a while, like I said, the, you know, the problem is, is when he comes back that that his salary gets reapplied to the cap. So will the Ducks do something? I don't know. But the Ducks did uh, put uh, Luke Shen on waivers, who's been terrible this season. They should have done it sooner. <laughs> but they finally did it, and he's gone. He, I didn't like bringing him in. I didn't like him or Schuster. They both are terrible. For lack of a better word, they're not, they're not good. They should have never brought him in. A top 10, uh, top 10 pick, a draft pick, Luke Shen and – He's getting on waivers. I mean, I, I think he was traded too for a. I think he was traded for a JVR or something like that, if, if I recall. But man, he 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 sucks. He 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 sucks not in a good way. And you know, I want to say sucks ass, but some people like that. I mean, but <laughs> I mean, I that was a bad pickup, and he's slow. Yeah, he had a few games that were cool, like his hits. A few. I want to say like I can count on one hand how many good hits he had this season, but he was just a traffic cone. 
And we all know, like, driving in the street, we see a traffic cone. I mean, we just get as close as possible and blow right past it. That's exactly what every player did playing against the Ducks when he was Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, you know, go ahead. Oh, Mike, I was going to ask you, uh, you're talking about trading for a defenseman. Who would you want to see on the Avalanche? I, I heard a, a trade rumor on Insider Trading over there on TSN talking about how the Avalanche um, – are kind of like I don't know if he's on the block or not, but Nikita Zadorov from the Avalanche. He's really big defenseman, 6'5", 230 pounds. This dude loves to hit, and he has some highlight hits every game. Um, I I don't know if that would be an option for the Ducks to get him. I mean, the Avs are looking for a forward, and we have a lot of forwards, especially a lot of young guys, and I I, I can see that being a possibility. He blocks a lot of shots. He hits, and you know. He, he's not going to put put up those like you know 50 60 point numbers or at all I mean but he he's something that I think that the ducks should you know take a look at I, I don't know if there's any other players in mind that you've thought of and, and this question comes from uh this is, comes from Richard Gonzalez uh my alter ego and my second personality he asked this question like what other players you want to see on the ducks um my pick would be uh, Zadorov. I think he'd be a good fit his physicality is there and you know he's big physical defenseman that blocks shots and knows his defensive awareness. I mean, yeah, he gets caught sometimes out of position, but I mean, I think with some fine tuning, I think he'd be great for the ducks. What do you think Mike about him or any other defenseman in your mind that you would like to see on the ducks? No, I I agree. I think he would be a good addition or any kind of defenseman similar. We don't need any more two-way defensemen. We don't need any more offensive defensemen. We don't need that. That's not the issue with the Ducks. This team doesn't hit like it used to hit. You and I talked about this on the last couple shows. You, the only one out there really hitting people on defense is Manson. That's it. No one else is really doing anything. Like we've even seen Lindholm get his, you know, get blown by and not knock people out in front of the net anymore. I mean, it's it's frustrating. The Ducks' defense is not tough. They're soft as hell. They are. That's just the way it is. Besides Manson, you can't tell me that there's one player on the defense on this Ducks team that goes around and hits people. Nobody does. They don't, and that's part of the problem. Nobody's afraid of this team. You can go stand in front of Gibson and do whatever you want. I mean, we saw Fowler uh, in that game against Nashville. Of course, he got hurt. We saw him deck one of the Nashville players, which I was shocked. I was like, wow, nice. You went and freaking knocked somebody over. Like, they don't do that. So whether if they bring him in from Colorado or somebody else, that, that's that's what the Ducks need. They need some physical-type defensemen. I mean, you look at, uh, like, Peterson last night. In that game against Toronto, he just he did terrible. He was turning over the puck. He wasn't laying the body. Uh, I was specifically watching him to see how he would do in that game. And I was like, man, dude, you need to pick your shit up. I'm sorry. He does. And, and when he came up in the beginning, he seemed to be fine. But this last week or so, he's just been off. And that's the issue with the Ducks. They don't have defensive men that are, are, are big and that are playing the game. Uh, Shin and Schuster, like you said, people just freaking blow by him. And get a good scoring chance against Gibson. And and I think that's a huge problem with this team. I don't think the Ducks defense is awful. I think it's a decent defensive core. But they don't have anybody in there that when the other team comes in, oh, if I go towards that, I'm going to get my ass handed to me. Uh, besides Manson. Other than that. No one else on the Ducks defense goes around and hits people. They don't. Nope, nope, not at all. And I think that's a, that's a huge, huge problem. And that's part of the reason why, uh, you know, they get crazy. Uh, going towards uh, Gibson, you know, in these games because, hey, I can walk in front of the net and no one's going to go after me. So, I mean, that's a big issue. But, yeah, I'd like to see them do that. You know, we already saw 
Um, some trades uh, this week, you know, we saw a Hagelin and Pearson get traded between L.A. and Pittsburgh. So they're making some moves to try and improve their stuff. So I, I, I would like, I, like I said, I don't think the Ducks are going to make a change in the coaching area, but I would like for them to make some kind of player trade. Uh, you know, what do you think, Eddie? Well, same here. Just, uh, you know, send shockwaves down the roster like, hey, you know, we're trying to change things up. We want you guys to be better and not just being happy with being content. Um the Kings and Penguins trade. I don't know what the Kings are thinking. I think they just made a trade just to, to send that that message to their players. But I mean, Hagelin for Pearson. I think Pearson has more ups, a lot more upside. Uh, you know, compared to Hagelin, Hagelin hasn't been the same since the the you know the playoffs when the, the Penguins went over there. Um, he, he's a quick guy, but he hasn't you know he hasn't really put up his game. So I think the Penguins really stole something from the Kings and Pearson. I think Pearson's going to have a great success over there with the Penguins, especially with their organization and how their coach likes to change up the game and let players kind of play their own game and their own style and, and do their thing. So, I mean, I, that's, that's great for, for the Penguins. I, I know you're a Penguins fan, uh, you know, well, not a Penguins fan, but you, you do like the Penguins as well too, Mike. So I'm pretty sure you're excited to see Pearson go over there and the Kings get that much older and, you know, and, and not better. But you know what? They made something happen, and they changed something, and and that's what that's what's needed. Like something needs to happen. We haven't seen anything happen from the Ducks. It's been quiet over there, a dust storm. I mean, the only thing that that changes periodically with the Ducks organization is they increase their beer and parking prices, which sucks. But I mean, something needs to happen. I mean, if it starts for a, a mediocre trade to to make our team a little bit better. That's something that sends a message to the players too, like, hey, well, and yeah, it's a minor trade, but you know, our, our GM's actually, you know, picking up his balls and, and doing something, and you know, maybe we should step up our game. Uh, you mentioned too with our defense, yeah, they've been okay and they're not that bad, but I mean, okay and not that bad is not going to cut it in the NHL. You got to be good, the best of your ability. You got to clear the, you got to clear the freaking net. I mean, you can't let players just go over there and sit there and swipe right all, all day on freaking Tinder in front of Gibson. It's, it, it sucks. And then see that, that get Dallas game a few weeks ago too, when Gibson had to, you know, hit someone or put his glove in someone's face. Like, no, you shouldn't do that. And that's what pisses me off too. And my players, when I play goalie, they let people come all over my net and just stand there. I hate that. And, and it just, I, I tell my team all the time, if you guys are going to let that happen, then why the hell am I going to try to make a save? If you guys aren't protecting me, like, why am I going to protect you? So, I mean, Hopefully something changes and stuff like that. If not, I'm going to keep waking up every Saturday morning pissed off of the week, and I'm going to have my beer in the shower, which we can talk about that in a little bit too, Mike, about beer in the shower because I think that's an important topic we can talk about. But, yeah, um, I don't know how much I can say. Or, you know, I wish I can speak, you know, different languages. Uh, I know I'm, I'm part Mexican. I don't know any Spanish, but I don't know what change in Spanish. I'll change or I don't know what Bob Murray speaks, but I want to just, you know, learn that language and just talk to him. Like, dude, change is needed. Like, come on. Like, man, do something to help this team get better and to shake up their roster and like, hey, you know what, scratch a, a top player or something. Just let them know, hey, you know what, I'm the boss and I don't like being mediocre and I want to see you guys play the best of your ability. Like, I just want something to happen like that. Yeah, I mean, and, and you don't have to go far to see that kind of change. You're just going to drive up the five freeway. You know, the traffic's pretty terrible out here in California. But if you drive up the five freeway and look at the Kings, uh, they got rid of the coach. Then they made a player trade. 
you know, yeah, they still are terrible, but at least they're trying to do things, uh, you know, to try and improve the situation. And we're not. And that and that's it just goes all back to what I've said before is, is yeah, Murray's pride is part of the issue with Carlisle. But if the Ducks are somewhat even remotely close to the playoffs, I just don't see him doing a whole lot. I, I just really don't. I, I, I think this team just kind of hangs on. Uh, you know, Perry comes back around the trade deadline. At least that's what was the original timeline. And that, you know, we just go from there. And as long as the team, you know, they're only a couple points out of first, which isn't terrible. You know, uh, the way the season's gone, but kind of crazy. They're three points out. It's not awful. But that's where we're at right now. So, I, you know, I hate to say it, but I just don't see them doing a whole lot. If the Ducks made a trade in the next couple of weeks, I would really be shocked. Um, I would be happy if they did do something, but I'd be shocked. I don't see them doing a whole lot. I think that they're going to keep going on this path that we're going on, which I know a lot of you don't want to hear, but that's just the reality. I, I don't see them taking some kind of big uh, ballsy move and either getting rid of Carlisle or making a trade. That's just the way it is. So, um, But, uh, you know, we're going to wrap up the show here pretty quick. But uh, is there anything else around the league you want to talk about, uh, Eddie, before we close out this uh, show? I think we kind of wrapped it up like during the show and stuff about, um, you know, I guess Elliot Freeman, uh, a, a trade speculation between uh, the Penguins and Anaheim. I guess they were they were talking and and it was said that they wanted Manson or Montour on their roster. I mean, that was before Fowler got hurt. So I think we can just, you know, throw spaghetti at the wall on that. That rumor right there. Um, the Pens signed their GM to a three year extension and then he right he makes that signing. He announces that he has a few trades that he wants to do. And then he trades with LA. Uh, that's some of the news. Oilers traded, uh, got Ryan Spooner from New York for Ryan Strom, Strom, whatever I say his name. I don't really care. It's Oiler. So I don't care about that, but uh, I guess, you know, they traded, you know, two Ryans. And then of course we talked about how the, the Penguins traded for, uh, for Pearson as well. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. And around the news that I've been covering and watching, um, yeah, I mean, that's about it. Yeah, and I guess just the other last thing to say is that uh, don't forget about our Patreon.com website, uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Ducks and Pucks. We had uh, Rick LaBally signed up this week. Um, and if if you sign up, uh, like we said, we're giving away a $200 gift card to Cool Hockey uh, each month. Uh, game tickets. We're also giving away uh, the Niedermeyer retirement game. All kinds of gear too and whatnot. So if if you get a chance, sign up on that. And like I said, we're trying to work on the watch parties as well. It's kind of been crazy this year, but we'll get those going, uh, you know, in the near future. So thank you for the support, and let's go Ducks.